So let's put that in practice. Sure. Uh, let's say someone is listening to this episode. Sure. And they don't know what's next. Sure. They, they don't like where they are, mm-hmm. uh, let's say in terms of passion, mm-hmm. in terms of knowledge mm-hmm. uh, or impact. Sure. Right. What should be the first thing that they do? Thank you for listening to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS. New episodes are released every other Friday. For more information, visit jcsupport.org. J as in just, C as in contribute, the word support.org. To get updates when new episodes are available, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921. Check the description for details. Stay tuned. Alrighty, thank you for your patience, family. This is part two of Do's and Don'ts, the interview with Mario. We want to get right into it, okay? Do you think uh, parenting, we talk about childhood and upbringing, do you think parenting is harder today compared to how, you know, parents were expected to uh, be involved? I think that, I think that, I, so I, I, I want to throw this out there to Jeremy's audience that I am not a dad. But I do own a fur baby, a dog. <laughs> but I want to say that I want to say that from my experience as working as a behavioral therapist and working with children diagnosed with autism, and then also seeing neurotypical kids uh, next to them, I mm-hmm. think that yes, with the growing amount of stimuli. Um, as far as technology goes and what technology brings. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, yes, there is a huge challenge because now there is a lot of information, like you were stating earlier, there's a lot of information out there and it's up to the parent to nitpick or kind of kind of guide their child into choosing the the correct, or not a correct way of life, but a way of life that will suit them best, make them the happiest. <laughs> Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And to add context to the to the question, sure. Um, we are talking about today's expectations, sure. but to provide better clarity on the the other part, parenting in the terms of, let's say, parents from our generation mm-hmm. or previous to our generation, mm-hmm. that world of expectation mm-hmm. no longer exists. Mm-hmm. But in people's minds, let's say, like for our parents, mm-hmm. they didn't update. To the to the newer way of thinking. Sure. So yeah, no. So they still see, yeah, no. Because I've heard my parents always say like different things about how they grew up and how they've had, they had a job at this, they had a career at this age, they had, they were established at this age, they had a house, blah blah blah. I mean, there's there's so many there's so many variables. Valid point. Yeah. If there was so, video yeah. games about sure. understanding stock markets, like the next wave of investors mm-hmm. would be on a whole nother level. Oh yeah. I mean, there's video games about. Flight simulators and farming, and I I don't know the statistics about that. I don't know if those individuals become those things, but, but they're familiar. And but they're if familiar there wasn't with apocalypse, pilots or farming. No, yeah. they see the equipment, they understand what it does, sure. yeah. and they would make the connection to reality. And sure, yeah, and that's the beauty of, of gaming too, is that you you can make in in some sort of fashion make um, direct connections from virtual reality to reality. I don't. I don't recommend doing that all the time because I can get dangerous. <laughs> but I but. think with with games and the the avenue of approach, sure. how information is presented, sure. they're able to fail faster, sure. so they can learn more. Sure. 
gaming gaming is beautiful and i think they've they've made tons of books about this that play that the 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 concept of play always is always has been a catalyst to learning and knowledge the more fun that you have the more that you learn mm-hmm. it's always been it's been known but do we do that no and do our businesses mm-hmm. reflect that not really so do you say in, in terms of parenthood sure. they they stress what's important sure but for you know childhood or growing up it's like the emphasis is really stressed on what's more engaging what's mm-hmm. more amusing mm-hmm. what's more satisfying to what uh we would prefer sure like there's not a gauge on how relevant do you wish for a lesson plan sure. to be sure you know there's required learning but if someone well what i say there's a traditional way of learning then there's a creative way of learning sure that you the and you know what though in essence i think anyone would agree that there the traditional way of teaching is will get you results it will but when you are creative with it when you take into account the personalities that you are trying to direct your message to mm-hmm. and you're doing it in a way that is full of love uh i think that you can reach a lot more people and a lot more people will will take that message and ingest it in the way that they know how to best mm-hmm. and reciprocate that message in the in the best way they know and and it would be a good thing that comes from that so yes now do you think that uh, in the realm of education and teaching sure. that is an important topic sure do you think that uh teachers comprehend if there's different ways of learning there should be different ways of uh testing and applying information definitely um i think that you know i and again i'm not just i'm not a teacher but i want to say that they that teachers are taught various ways of delivering their material and they are taught from you know previous teachers and and stuff like that like mentors almost now you think it's different if uh if students can grade teachers on their performance and behavior and relatability. You know what? I think I did that once uh, for a professor and that was really eye-opening. Did he get upset? He, he, he didn't get upset. But was he fired? No. Fired. But you know what fired. though? It was cool. Fired. It was like um I think it was a project. I'm not too sure what it was about, but we mm-hmm. graded him on how he taught the material and how and then he graded us on how we presented it back to him. If that makes any sense. No, that's legit. And it was very interesting. That that's a true interaction of uh, expressing or yeah. interacting with information and, and seeing different ways of information being provided. That opened up my eyes to whoa, hold on. There's we can we can learn like this, <laughs> like oh, learn this is by possible. Teaching yeah, this is possible. Yeah, or like we to teacher can learn from us too, or mm-hmm. we we're teaching each other. What? What's this out? And we're like giving each other, crit like you know critical feedback that's going to help us grow. What? What? This is awesome. And he's also understanding the the way how other people are presenting it. Mm-hmm. He's seeing what is important. Because I don't think people just sure. teach things to oh, teach things. Yeah, sure. Like they no. teach what's impactful to them. And I think that was great too. It was more of a lesson for us to understand like, you know, we're not all, it, it, there I, There was a deep lesson in all that. And I did learn some some great stuff with that with that gentleman. Um, he was my research methods teacher. And it really blew my mind with like, the methods of mm-hmm. teaching that he brought about because it was just like what what left field stuff 
And so you don't really hear that. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what? And in regards to that, I've noticed for a lot of little rascals, that's what I call you, sure. by the way. I tell y'all plenty of times that I would meet somebody who lives in a different area. All right. Uh-huh. So let's say state Louisiana. Uh, there's somebody from south of Louisiana mm-hmm. and there's somebody from north of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But they have the same level of understanding mm-hmm. as far as how they conduct themselves, behavior-wise, but they're not related to each other. That They don't have the same family. Mm-hmm. But yet, how is it that they go about um, behavior or conducting themselves the same way? So I'm like, is there like a universal way of people getting things? Because I'm like, if you all don't know each other, how do you all find yourself so relatable to each other? Interesting. Yeah, and I think that's just from the environment that we grow up in. Um, the content that we're ingesting, that can be from our friends or family. I mean, it can come from multiple sources. And yeah, it's, it's kind of wild to see that. Or you can see someone acting the same way, you know, someone acting or in New York, acting the same way as someone acting in LA. You know? Right, right. It, it really just depends on what they are, what they're watching, what 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 they're... what they're. I say trace the DNA. They're related somewhere. Sure. I, yeah, that, that could be, like that'd be crazy too. They could twice be removed. They could be something. You never know, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we could be all related. Yeah. On top of that, we're all human, too. I don't know about we that. We want to say that we're all different, but we all have the ability to do something that a wild person has done, and we all have the ability to do something a, a genius has done, right? And it really depends on what our will is and our intent what we want in life because everyone's in there's eight there's eight billion different you know types of intent in the next 15 years where do you see our youth being as far as mentally and do you think there's going to be a shift in the way that human behavior is is seen if you look at i give you an example uh what you asked me 15 years right Mm -hmm. what came out 15 years ago and what happened 15 years ago? This is 2006. 2006. What came out in 2006? It, it is something that changed the way how people go about life. It changed the way we communicate. Social media? Uh, Facebook? Oh, close. Uh, a MySpace. Um, um, what is it? Technology-wise. Uh, te- Technology-wise. Um, What's your phone? Phone. I mean, yes. Yeah, right here. iPhone came out like 15 years ago. Smartphones. iPhone came out. Mm -hmm. There were smartphones, but the iPhone came out 15 years ago. When you look at an iPhone today, it looks nothing like the first iPhone that came out. Oh, yeah. Capabilities, the level of access, what all you can do with the phone. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much you could do with a phone in your pocket 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Today, you can literally live your life through a phone. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. That is, that is, yeah. So when you look at another 15 years from now, because things are accelerating so sure. fast yeah, that I don't even think they're going to keep iPhone numbers because it's not going to be as cool. So it's going to be like, I have the iPhone alpha. Mm-hmm. Did you get the iPhone, you know, a beta? Mm-hmm. No, I got the iPhone delta, you know? So like, it's going to be on a totally different level. I'm going to be how my parents felt when they changed the curriculum at school. Mm-hmm. It was one day I came home and I said, Mama, I need help with this algebra. And then she looked me in the eyes, right? No lie. She said, baby, they ain't teach algebra when I was in school. So I do see a different wave of understanding that I have to learn. Mm -hmm. So 15 years from now, I don't see the youth of today being as lost because 
there's a time limit to excuses. Mm-hmm. So let's say the things that people don't know now, mm-hmm. 15 years from now, how can you say you still don't know? Yeah, you can't. I think that's a beautiful thing about when things start too. Mm-hmm. You get all those initial problems out of the way as the Correct. years go by. Yeah, And the, the generation that is introduced to the new thing, the new wave, mm-hmm. they're going to have the toughest time because mm-hmm. they are the trial and error. Mm-hmm. This so, worked, this didn't work, and then the generation behind them, they're going to get the fruits of the previous generation's labor. So Instagram and and um, Snapchat and all these. Oh, uh, that won't be a thing. Do you think? These, but now. do you think these are the uh, we're the hamsters for these for these of companies? Oh, when you and for these types of when you yeah. think about it, there's arguments going on about it right now. When you think of a company that has data mm-hmm. global, mm-hmm. they can go based off of country. Mm-hmm. Off of state, providence, mm-hmm. uh, if they're in another country, mm-hmm. they could go off of tailoring it to anything to better understand emotional responses, mm-hmm. what is important, mm-hmm. what are people paying attention to. Mm-hmm. They could break it down in categories. What happened if a teacher is able to understand for the students that she interacts with, what is their attention span, what is their way of learning? Mm-hmm. The apps that people interact with, it's literally documenting their oh, life. Oh, sure, yeah, and the screen time too. It's pretty cool. Now, I see the, that now. The only thing, yeah. it, right, it, it had to be created mm-hmm. to give people a reminder that, hey, you're this spending, is how much time you're focusing you're on this. You're spending so much time on social media. This is yeah. how many notifications for what app you're using. Mm-hmm. That is responsibi- uh, responsibility being put into consideration. Sure. Accountability as well. Sure. The children today, they, they may not be in the best space emotionally, because that's still being tested. Sure. 15 years from now, it is now a requirement for people. To, there will be a class in school on how to understand I mean, social it, media and technology and applications. Yeah. And I mean, there really, really is a class to understand technology. But then I think there's going to be an added class for but this social is, media but stuff. But this yeah. is the kicker. Yeah. Whenever there's a class for it, it's already too late. Think about it. Sure. Yeah. This is how you navigate Facebook. There's already a new social media platform wave that the kids are already on. Do, do you think that this education or should already be instilled now? There should be classes now about it. If they can update the same way apps are updated. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. When me and you went to school, mm-hmm. right? or <clears throat> for those that are listening, for the generations before you that went to school, there was this thing called a book. And this book had text in it. And then if you got a good book, there's pictures in it as well. Mm-hmm. When you look at a phone, if something is not right or if there's a, a better way of going about it, mm-hmm. the phone gets updated. Mm-hmm. When you look at technology, if there's a better way of going about it, mm-hmm. there's a, a hardware update. You can mm-hmm. upgrade, so to speak, to the, to the new information, software, device, what have you. How many times you seen somebody saying, ooh, this book about to get the big upgrade. I'm about to get some good information out the next book that's published. Mm-hmm. By the time they are put all that information together to print it, to send it off somewhere, it's already outdated. Mm-hmm. It's already outdated. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Now, I see 15 years from now, it, it will be cheaper to give everybody iPads instead of buying all these different books. Sure. Because the iPad, you, you can hold more books with an iPad than a book sack. Sure. Right. And you can send out these like quick updates. You don't have to. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It takes two seconds to download. Boom. Now, the thing that I'm jealous about, and I tell my nieces and nephews this as well, I'm jealous because they are able to learn in a way that I couldn't growing up. Mm -hmm. When I left school, that's when I left school. 
Sure. School now is whenever they wish to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at COVID, that showed that for children who was committed to learning, they got a laptop and they learned. Oh, sure. And they learned. There were some people who naturally thrived to the point where the teacher no longer bothered the students. The parents don't bother the students. Because they were just doing their own thing, yeah. Because they were committed to learning. Uh-huh. There's some kids with some natural genius that definitely want to go for the, the learning. But then there's, yeah, like you said, there's other kids that are just like, eh. But it's the parents. I don't do this online stuff. I don't, eh, Right, it goes back to the parents' understanding. Yeah. Uh, like for me, up 15 years from now, I see myself having six kids. Don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself not teaching my children. I see myself allowing my children to teach me. Yeah, that's cool. The things that they're passionate about. I have one obligation, tools and resources. What is it that you're interested in? Dad, I want to I want to I want to do football. Cool. I'm going to sign you up for a class and I'm going to connect him or her with somebody, whatever coach, whatever sport, what have you, mm-hmm. because I want them to experience it. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, "Nah, I don't like this." Mm-hmm. All right, cool, but remember the conversation we have, you're going to commit to it 6 months. Sure. You could hate something the first month because you're new to it. You're not the best. You're going to be the person that everybody laugh at. Sure. But with six months of applying something, you have the understanding. You have the concept. Now, what is your commitment to growing that skill set? Sure. 15 years from now, it won't be, I have to go search for somebody to do this. It's, it's going to be, oh, no problem. I can get a private tutor for whatever I need taught. Siri, I need to learn this. Boom. And then it happens. And it will be taught to you. And, and that's... See, it's getting there. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't say it's, it's going to be as much of a hassle because in 15 years, the lessons learned from today mm-hmm. is going to be applied. Mm-hmm. The same way we look back at 2006 and say, yeah, man, that that was a rough year for, let's say, in the South for Hurricane uh, Katrina mm-hmm. around that time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think it was a little bit before that, but there was lessons learned. So it's usually something catastrophic that happens then it becomes a need to understand why it happened. And then going forward, everybody have a better understanding of it. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's not at its best. But remember, nothing is never finished. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. Even if it might look finished, it's never finished. It, it, it's finished for us. But when it updates, sure. we have to update how we interact with stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I see is some people set uh, an imaginary limit to themselves. Yeah. But life still advances. Things still progress. Children do not stop growing. Mm -hmm. I think also that comes with uh, feeling comfortable. If you say something is infinite, the human mind naturally is going to be like, ooh, man, that's a lot. And yeah, quantifying (laughs) infinite is very, uh, it's just, that's just, you can't, it's can't be, it, it can be done, but it can't really be done. So then I think that that's Sound when like Fortnite's never ending. It's never yeah. So it's like it's like a never ending. It's a never ending fight for I think human beings in general. In my perspective, that change is the is one of the biggest enemies. If we see our mind as a, as a soldier, we're always fighting and grappling with change. Change is something that is mm-hmm. does not come easy for us for anything really. We could master change. We would never. We wouldn't have none of these problems that we're facing um, on this earth today. And what I, and what I also tell people is mm-hmm. that things don't get easier. Sure. You, you just get stronger. Sure. You get more knowledgeable. Sure. You get better at doing something. Become, become more aware. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And I think that's, that's also beautiful is that you learn how to step back from your emotions. Instead of letting your emotions tackle the problem, you start utilizing your logic. And I think that's important for everyone to sometimes just step back or always step back mm -hmm. and assess a situation with no judgment, with no assumptions. To get down to the nitty gritty, utilizing communication and, and, and confronting the problem head on in the most peaceful, loving way possible. That would fix all problems. The majority of them. Sure, but the majority of them. Not all of them, but the majority of them, yes, can be fixed with mm -hmm. just a little bit of communication and backing away from principles that might not necessarily contribute to any kind of positive building mm -hmm. of, of any sort. So let's put that in practice. Sure. Uh, let's say someone is listening to this episode. Sure. And they don't know what's next. Sure. They, they don't like where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say in terms of passion, mm -hmm. in terms of knowledge mm -hmm. uh, or impact, sure. right? What should be the first thing that they do? They know they're not happy with where they're at. Mm -hmm. they, they don't feel as if they're doing things to their level of satisfactory. Mm -hmm. What should be the first thing that they do once they are able to recognize that I'm not where I want to be mentally, I'm not where I need to be physically? I think the first thing an individual needs to do is stop, just stop everything or find a time in the day to just stop. Stop with that daily routine of yours. Turn off the noise. If you have TV, radio, anything going on, people, just seclude yourself for about just a little bit of time, just for a second. And then in the next couple of months, if I keep doing this routine, how am I going to feel? Feel that. And I think a lot of people the first thing of becoming aware is they're not feeling the anxiety. They're not feeling the pain of feeling stuck. Like they might feel it, but, but, but they're moving and they're doing whatever on their routine that it, that the feeling might come and then it's, it leaves because right, they might right. be doing something that they prefer and then mm -hmm. it comes back and you know, it's, they're not getting a full judgment of why they're feeling this way. I think to really feel out the emotion. Why am I feeling like this? Why do I have this ball of anxiety? Why do I feel fearful? What is it that I'm doing right now? What is it that I'm about to do? Why do I feel like this every day? I think that first initial, okay, I'm feeling this panic. I'm feeling this anxiety because I'm doing this because I'm doing this or I'm doing this for my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I don't really love this job but I need to do this and this and this right? because I need to get these things X, done. Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z done, whatever your circumstances might be. And when you, when you yeah. bring that up, what clicked in my head was the first 15 minutes of the day mm -hmm. and the, the last 15 minutes of the day. Mm -hmm. As in when somebody first wake up, do they mm -hmm. dedicate those 15 minutes to themselves? Mm -hmm. As in, I don't want to check the phone. I don't want to check what's going on in life. I want to check in with myself first. Mm -hmm. Do they wake up and write a to-do list? These are the things that I want to accomplish today. You know, that's, that's, that's a great thing because, you know, in movies, the first thing you see when, when an individual wakes up in the morning is that they go, they, they get up, they, they, they don't have any kind of thought process going. Like they don't really narrate what, what's going on in that person's head, right? That's a valid point. But they, they show this person getting coffee, answering the phone, doing something, but it's like getting this day started without any interpersonal. What is their routine? Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. And, and, and if this is what's being shown in the movies, again, you know. People think we, that's just get up and go. Get up and go. There's no time for interpersonal. 
why are we in silence right now? Of and self. I've had a lot of friends say that to me too. Like, you don't own a TV. You know, I don't own a TV. Or, you know, I own a computer. He's but, crazy. Yeah, so it's like, you know, oh, what, what shows? He's not normal. You don't, you don't watch any shows or like, what are you watching? Or like, what do you, how do you keep up with people? You don't watch like, Netflix oh. on the big screen? Right. Um, <laughs> Blame your childhood. Sure. Wait, and did you have a TV in the room growing interesting. up? Interesting. No, no, no. That's you know a good what? Question. Yeah, we did have uh, for a little bit, yes. But then my parents took it out because I was playing too much video games. Well, when they were when they were sleeping, I was I was like hooking on the Nintendo sixty four and playing till like four in the morning. Oh man! Yeah, I had the 007 going. Golden Eye. You want to know what's in? Was that Nintendo sixty four? Yeah, Nintendo sixty four. Oh god, yeah. you just yeah. called me back. I know. Um, what's interesting is nowadays, like my niece and nephews, they oh they despise me because everything is connected with the internet. Yeah. But my router that I have set up, it, parents send me a shout out. I'm gonna hook you up. The router has all the devices, but you could set the on and off times for it. So at 10 o'clock, literally the house turns off. Oh, wow. Because I turned the internet off. Yeah. The TV's connected to the Wi-Fi. Everything turns off. The games, off. Wi-Fi, everything is connected to Wi-Fi. There's like not the traditional cable connections. Everything is Wi-Fi now. And so if they're not focused on things they should be focusing on, I no longer argue. Mm-hmm. I just turn off the internet. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm listening now. Yeah, you have no choice but to listen. Yeah, you have to. So I, I think that is some, man, if parents, well, a lot of children probably be suing their parents, but let's say parents say like an hour every evening. Okay. We're going to turn all the devices off and that's going to be considered family time. Sure. Like going back to that dinner table, having those conversations. And 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 I, that's, and, and, I, and I'm really blessed to have had that experience where my mom and my dad would be like, all right, we're disconnecting the modem. Uh, there goes your games. TV's off. We're going to have dinner time or we're going to have, we're going to talk now as a family. And that's where I started learning, oh, I can disconnect from all this and actually have interpersonal, like like, I can communicate with somebody Mm -hmm. on a real level. I don't have to like, you know, see it on the TV or I don't have to like be distracted. Like this, it's really cool. So then I kind of took that and I was like, wow, you know, I actually learned a lot from that. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up, I didn't, I was like, well, why don't I? Why, I can watch TV somewhere else. I don't have to have a TV. Right. You don't have a sense of urgency. Like you're not. Yeah, you're not it's feeling not urgent. Like you're missing to something. distract myself. I'm not urgent to distract myself. Escapism. Escape. And like, yeah. I rather. And I think that I was escaping already so much as a kid because my parents were so um, controlling that mm-hmm. I. It was easy for me to be like, ah, oh, well, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need this. I don't need this. So you wasn't the the the. The indirect effect is you wasn't dependent on anything because sure. it's not something you always um, had. had. Had, yeah. And it's okay. It, it was that. interesting. Yeah. And a lot of things have in, affected me indirectly um, in my life. So, and I've taken those lessons and I've like, oh, okay, they've helped me better my, my mental, my clarity. Speaking so. of which, you want to see, uh, I see a lot of things that like youth, well, even adults do this nowadays. Mm-hmm. They would be up, and I'm guilty of this sometimes too. But I, I always have to ask myself, mm-hmm. why am I watching something on Netflix or any streaming platform mm-hmm. as if I can't continue what I was watching the next day? Like I will stay up like, oh, I got to oh, finish sure. this. I got to finish this. I think that habit came from cable television because, you know, 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. whatever was on TV was could, on it. You so could, you, yeah. you, The only time you could disconnect <laughs> is during commercial to take a restroom break or come back or yeah. do whatever. But when the TV said something was on, you know that's that's all you had. Sure. And hope that there was a rerun at I, a later time. Yes, I definitely agree. I used to be like that with my cartoons. And I and I definitely have been guilty with that. Like I, when I had an ex that we would watch a series on 
Netflix, I believe it was Casa de los Flores. It was like, we had to watch it. We had to watch 15 episodes in a row because I don't know, because we thought it just wasn't going to show tomorrow or something, you know, it was, like, it, it was that fear that was just irrational, that irrational fear. And you know, that plays that irrational fear, right? That plays in a lot of youth and adult lives too. Uh, right. Irrational fears that we don't, that we carry from years and years ago that yeah. just don't really would they, you say that's like inheriting, that inheriting old habits? It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. And, I, and again, that's a whole nother conversation too. I agree. That's a beautiful conversation. But yeah, I think that is really cool. Uh, so yeah. The, yeah. Uh, any last words before we, we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Um, I want to thank you for bringing me on today. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge blessing to be talking to uh, an audience they that, need to hear that this. has been blessed with your your graces. So yes, thank you for bringing me on the show. I also want to leave today with a note to the youth saying, you know, like interpersonal awareness is a beautiful thing and, and, it, and it helps you find your power mm-hmm. growing up. And, you know, everyone wants a little bit of power, whether you want to be a huge boss, presidential power, ownership, whatever, you yeah. know. But I think that exploring yourself and really getting down to everything that you've loved and everything that you like and what drives you and what what you can do to help others beautiful well so. thank you so much for your time and your patience <laughs> you got some good information <laughs> family i hope you take this and apply this somewhere sure okay sure i like to leave everybody with is uh don't do what's convenient do what makes you uncomfortable yeah translation if you're not if you're feeling off for some reason you feel uncomfortable that is what you're researching yeah why are you uncomfortable uh what connects with you being uncomfortable is it because it's the fear of unknown is it because this level of progress you never made before it's kind of like if you're playing a video game you get to a new board and it's like all right i know what happened last level but i'm unsure about this level so you're being very cautious sure if we were to do what keeps us comfortable or do what is considered convenient, that is not us growing. No. That is not us making progress. No. So once again, family, do what makes you uncomfortable instead of staying or doing what's convenient. The safe route is for what is already accomplished. But if you're still trying to achieve something, staying with what you already know is the reason why you can't grow, if that sure. makes sense. Coming from a personal perspective, that feeling uncomfortable in that that uneasiness will turn into wonderment and excitement mm. and, and imagination. Yeah. And it'll lead you to really create your own life for yourself the way that you want to create it. Yeah. Once yeah. I see, this is, this is what they need to hear. See, this, they need to play this in the classroom. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Well, if cool. they listen, they already don't listen. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to, I don't know, do something with it, some kind of entertainment. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So this is Corners and Conversations. Once again, our guest, Mario. Hope all is well, everybody. Take this, apply it, do something with your life. Y'all have a good one. And there you have it, folks. Another episode. (laughs) If you made it this far, thank you for listening. If anyone wished to be a guest, please feel free to let us know. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921. New episodes are released every other Friday. For more information, visit jcsupport.org. J as in just, 
C as in contribute, the word support.org. Check the description for details. To get updates when new episodes are available, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921.